Hey everyone, and welcome to the JTL Show Podcast, brought to you by JTL Productions via Jacob Lolly. I'm Jacob. Attention, the following content may be sensitive for some listeners. If you are offended easily, please feel free to end the podcast at any time. And today we're going to talk about women and gender studies. So, so far today we're going to talk about the um, culture norms of gender. Um, we've got about five, six terms that we want to go ahead and talk about. So let's go ahead and talk about those. Gender is the cultural view based off of the norms of male and female. Like when you come out of the hospital with your child, what's the first thing that you're normally asked? Is it male or is it female? Second one, gender identity. It's how one sees themselves with the cultural norms. Which is why we have male, female, and non-binary. Third one. Sex or biological sex. It is the gender, is the marker based off of the genitals that one has. Sexual orientation is how one feels the attraction towards. Now, to break down sexual orientation even more, we have romantic attraction and emotional attraction. Romantic attraction is obviously who do you want to be romantic with. And then you have emotional attraction, which is talking about who do you emotionally feel you want to be attracted to. Now with that out of the way, let's talk about gender and the culture. So as I said earlier, the gender is normally the culture. It's how we define, it's what we we call the norm, male or female. A lot of times today we are challenged with what is gender because of the fact that nowadays we're seeing people who are not just male, not just female, not just masculine, not just feminine. We're seeing people who are on a spectrum. Some feel very masculine and some feel very feminine. And some sit in the middle because they don't really have a spot that they feel particular. Some are even fluid because some days they feel masculine, some days they feel feminine, some days they feel right in the middle. None of which is supposed to challenge anybody, but it's really how they feel. 
To help with this, we have we've come up with a few ways to understand it, such as if you're feeling masculine, masculine, we normally go off of the he, him, his pronouns. If they're feeling feminine, then they would normally go off the she, her, hers pronouns. And sometimes if they're in the middle, they may go off the they, them, theirs pronouns. Now, generally, the they, them, and theirs pronouns goes for anybody who doesn't want to identify as masculine or feminine. As we proceed into the next one, gender identity, it's not a matter of what they feel, but it's how they feel. This then it goes on. Uh, this continues on from the gender. Gender is the cultural norm between male and female, and the gender identity is where do we see ourselves on that spectrum? Do we see ourselves more feminine, or do we see ourselves more masculine? Do we feel more of a male's position in life or a female position in life? Unfortunately, like I said, our culture is not ready or mentally correct in the way that we think about gender. Also, with that, we also see people that are born with both genitals of the male and female. Not so long ago, many people were assume, assuming their child's genital right passage as soon as they were born because doctors were assuming it was a medical and social emergency. It wasn't till more recently when we've seen more people who were, for an example, was born intersex, had the surgery to become female because their parents chose it, and up till 15 had been having services, hormone replacements, and all, and more surgeries, all the way up to 15, struggled with it, tried men, tried dating women and women, and it wasn't until one woman finally accepted them and said, it doesn't matter, you are you. And then they started getting they got married, and then they, she actually realized that she's a man, and then had to go in and ch change her sex, and was finally able to have a child. That couple and the child live happily right now, but it wasn't until recently when we've seen this incident that we realized that we need, that it's not a medical and social emergency as much as it's a culture emergency that we can subside and not worry about as we can let the child grow some a few years and then let the child decide what they want to be, whether they want to be male or female, masculine or feminine. So how does your child identify? Now, I know for some children, you know, we're taught if you're a male, if you're a boy, you act masculine, and if you're female or feminine, U.S., you act feminine. Nowadays, we're seeing a little mixture in that, such as the Kinsey scale, from 0 to 6, 
zero being mask, you know, masculine or feminine, all the way up to the six. Um, we are not, it's similar to Kinsley scale, but it's not the Kinsey scale, but it's actually showing the spectrum. It's just like the sexuality scale is that, is that too. Continuing on to sex and biological sex, it's what, it's kind of, this is where we get the what's in your pants question. The what's in your pants does apply to in this aspect. You know, what's in their pants, you know, is it a, is it a penis or is it a vagina? This is where we get into that question. It's not until we really then see what the child wants to do with that that we really see the sexual orientation. Does that person that now has a penis want to use his penis with another man or with a woman? That's where we get sexual orientation. Biological sex and sex has nothing to do with sexual orientation. So as we continue in the sexual orientation, we see we see that same scale that I talked about earlier, but now talking about are you heterosexual or are you homosexual? This is where we get in that middle part where we can say, oh look, there's the bisexual. You know, we can get into the part where we can see, you know, okay, so technically a bisexual on that scale is every is anybody who can go, I've had this many you know, I can feel attracted this much, the same as this much to this. But what if you're not? What if you're bisexual and you can fluctuate? It's true. We have some people out in the world who are considered bisexual because they maybe found a couple girls attractive, but at the same time find men attractive. We have bisexuals who, yes, can appreciate a woman, can feel sexual towards a woman but but no they want to be homo romantic they want to be with the same gender we you know we have people who are totally you know straight but you know because they found that few guys attractive they're just like I'm bisexual but I want to be heteroromantic or even gals um, do you understand that? Anytime I say guys, I'm, I'm talking guy and guy because I unfortunately am of that species. But I do mean women too. Um, so we continue and see this. And it's more and more we'll, we'll, we'll dive into this occasionally throughout the podcasts. And I invite you to, if you're, if you're sensitive about it, don't listen to those podcasts. They're easily labeled so you know which ones are which. But if you're okay with talking about it and thinking about it, I challenge you to do your own research. Look into it and see what you want, which you, where you stand on this. And possibly even that we could even have a uh, where you send in questions and I answer them and to the best of my ability using my own women in gender studies class. I challenge you and I invite you to go ahead and give feedback and listen and see where, where what news I find out and what news you find out and we can share it and we can make this a great thing. No, do I you know do I need you to jump on board? If you don't want to, if you don't feel comfortable doing this, you don't want to listen to it, don't worry about it. But I do invite you 
to do it, to listen, hang out, and listen. Um, you'll enjoy it. I'll enjoy it. And women and gender studies. So with that being said, make it a great day or not. The choice is yours. And I'll see you in the next video.